The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Storytelling inspires, engages, and moves people to action. It's a superpower that anyone can learn. Welcome to Story Powered with your host, Leanne Pico. Stories can hold you back, and stories can move you forward. Let our program help you activate your storytelling superpower and take your business to the next level. Now, here is Leanne Pico. Hello, and welcome to Story Powered. I'm your host, Leanne Pico. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm very excited about today's show, um, but first I want to thank my guest from last week, Jonathan Bennett from Laraday Communications. We had an amazing chat about creating an emotional connection and about what nonprofits and business can learn from each other in storytelling. Jonathan also helped us understand the construction of a story using creative writing and literary elements. Uh, that episode is in the on-demand library on the Story Powered page, and so you can check it out if you haven't heard it, already heard it. I highly recommend it, but do not check it out just yet. We have an excellent show lined up for you right now. After the story of the week, I will be asking Melissa Gallagher from Twist Marketing what a pr- personal brand is and why do we need one. We'll also find out how to create our own personal brand story. So stay with us for that. So this week on the story of the week, I'd like to share with you a story about me and when I wish I had known my own story better. When I was growing up, I knew exactly who I was and what I wanted to be. I knew right from wrong and what I stood for in the world. As I got older, things got a little fuzzier, as they do. And I started to understand that there were many things I did not know about the world and about myself. And now that I'm in my 40s, I really understand that when unexpected life events happen, they can throw us off our plan or our game, making it even harder to have a solid grasp on who we are and what we stand for. In storytelling, these events are called plot twists. And I highly recommend when you're in a stressful situation, when you can grab your sense of humor, You know, calling out plot twist really helps. So a few years ago, I felt like I was truly lost and without a story whatsoever. I'd moved to Toronto with my son after a breakup with his dad, and I was having trouble finding the right fit work-wise. Then I got a job where I thought I had arrived. It was a great cause, had a solid budget, and was in the big smoke where I could make lots of new connections and really make a difference. In reality, it was smaller than the other organizations I'd led and was failing badly with funders in its community. However, I was a change management specialist and nothing got me more excited than an opportunity to turn an organization around to be more successful in serving its clients. From the start, it did not feel right. The culture of the organization was very top-down. I'm a ground-up kind of girl. And there was a lot of fear This can happen in organizations that are not doing well, but it causes problems when that fear leads to not wanting to take risks. And not wanting to take risks leads to no change. And I'm a fast mover when it comes to change. I can come into an organization and see immediately what the potential is for success and what needs to change to get there. I'm a risk taker, but one with a great track record and excellent business instincts. However, 
I had a lot of difficulty communicating my vision to the board of directors. I tried sharing research. I tried telling them about my past experience. I tried giving presentations with more and more information to back up my point of view. And, surprisingly, none of these things worked. And our relationship and my confidence began to erode. I could not get through to them. I felt like I could not communicate effectively, and I'd always prided myself on my communication skills. Now, I now think that if I'd taken a step back and used a storytelling approach, that would have had more success. They did not want to be told what to do. They wanted to make the decisions. And stories are highly useful for enabling people to do that for themselves. But my bigger issue was not knowing my own story. I kept trying to get them to like me and to listen to me. So I would adjust what I was saying. I would accommodate them despite their behavior and lack of consistency and approach. I said very little to the staff or anyone else, but I had one friend who knew them that I could talk to about my situation. My friend suggested that maybe I should dress more like them as appearance and fitting in was quite important to this group of people. At first, I said, no way. I've spent my whole life supporting people to be themselves and tell their own story. I was not going to change mine to suit them. And I certainly was not going to do anything as superficial as changing my clothes to get through to them. But I did. And it didn't even work. I was a nonprofit leader and a single mom who could not prioritize designer clothes. Nothing I bought came close. It wasn't really relevant anyway. But I was up for any, trying anything to make that relationship work. At this point, I felt like I was now compromising my integrity. There were days when I stood outside the office and could not even go in. It was not their fault. It was mine. I was no longer clear about who I was or what I stood for. I was not willing to do the deep dive to see if this was actually a good fit for me and take the risk of leaving. I was so worried about getting my paycheck that I lost sight of my own value. It wasn't long after that that I did leave as there was little to be gained by staying for either of us. Now, several years later, I'm much clearer about who I am and what's important to me in life. I have reset my internal compass to help me make decisions that are best for me and benefit me and my son beyond the finances. I know what I care about and I'm looking and what I'm looking for in any opportunity. Most importantly, I know where my line is. And in the immortal words of Gandalf the Grey, you shall not pass. So what's your line? What do you stand for and what will you protect above all else in your personal business dealings? Consider that as we move into our conversation about personal branding with my guest Melissa Gallagher from Twist Marketing. Hi Leanne. Hi Melissa. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, that was Good. a fantastic story. We're, thank you. We're so glad to have you. So I'm just going to tell the listeners a little bit about you, and I'm going to come back to you because you have a great story, and I really want to share it. So we've got Melissa was a born marketer with a passion for understanding the intricacies of her clients' businesses to determine what will drive a company forward. Melissa is a seasoned veteran of large, multi-stakeholder projects within complex organizations. In her professional life, she's worked with all levels of the corporate ladder from the boardroom to the shop floor and understands what it takes to coordinate and motivate people towards a common goal. Melissa is among the impressive list of marketers, creatives, and media strategists who are making their mark as the country's best and awarded the, the honor of Top 30 Under 30 by Marketing Magazine in 2014. A graduate of George Brown College in Toronto's marketing program, Melissa leads Twist Marketing's business development initiatives in the recently launched Toronto office. Prior to joining Twist Marketing this past May, Melissa was account director with Toronto-based Kandari Integrated Advertising, where she managed accounts such as Subway Restaurants, Toronto Zoo, and 3M. 
Now, I have also had the pleasure of working with Melissa on a project, and I can tell you she's not only highly professional and talented marketing-wise, she really cares about her clients and about helping others who want to get into marketing. So again, Melissa, welcome, and thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much, Leanne. Um, Yeah, that's a great introduction, and and, you know, most of us uh, in business go um, by our bios and and our CVs, but... Um, that's not really our brand story, is it? Um, no. I'll tell you a little bit about myself. That would be uh, great. Which, Thanks. Yeah, you know, from from a from another perspective, something that'll help you see uh, kind of where and how I got to today. Uh, so I was born and raised in Burlington, Ontario, so just outside of Toronto. Here, one of four children um, to two incredibly hardworking parents. Um, starting at the age of three, myself, um, I danced ballet, and that's a very important part of. Um, I think where I became um, in love with learning about um, artistic expression um, and the simplicity of that, um, and also certainly learning the discipline of ballet. Uh, by the age of eight, I had two newspaper routes and uh, a very short-lived um, newspaper that I ran with my best friend. Uh, we were selling investigative reporting to our neighbors about our neighbors. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes, uh, so for, we made a small profit off of that, uh, but like I said, very short-lived. Um, so I grew up, um, as I said, very hard-working parents. Uh, both my parents um, eventually became franchisees to, at the time, a relatively young and emerging brand. Um, we were all very hands-on, all four kids and, and both of my parents. Um, I love uh, love being able to tout that I was one of the very first mobile marketing and uh, marketing marketers in the early 90s um, as I rollerbladed up and down the streets of Burlington in the uh, mascot costume. Um, oh, that's fabulous. I'm not sure that's the, what we, how we describe it today, but that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Early years of mobile marketing. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So um, I was the third of four and have certainly been uh, stubbornly independent uh, my entire, entire life, um, insisting on supporting myself working at least one full-time job um, while going to college. I mean, I say at least because there were times where I would have three jobs, um, wow. you know, just to make sure that I could uh, support myself and, and maintain, hold on to that independence. Um, so fast-forwarding to the age of 25, um, after further education, um, work and life experience, many successes, a good share of my own failures, um, I was inspired to just stop and pause uh, to reflect on who I was and how I got there, what was most important to me and, and what was going to be really important to my future. Um, so although I'd always been a very, very hard worker, um, you know, not necessarily thoughtful or reflective on why um, or on the why of what I was doing. So through my career, I've worked with many great clients, many very, very talented people, um, and I've always aimed to surround myself with uh, those who are much smarter than me. So that's really led me to where I am today, um, you know, with Twist Marketing, um, being able to surround myself with true leaders and people that I can learn from. Um, so that's where I am. That's fantastic. What a great story. I think that, um, you know, the piece around, I, I still, I'm still thinking about um, what your neighbors must have thought about your <laughs> enterprise. <laughs> you probably oh, created yeah. quite a name for yourself, but I bet you got some good information. So, um, but I'm, I'm wondering, like later on. So, in terms of for you, you're 
like you, you sound like you're really clear and you were really clear about, you know, independence, about, um, you know, working hard and contributing. What, what would you say is your personal brand? Like in terms of how you approach your, um, you know, how you are in the world. Yeah. You know, eventually I think I always uh, had done these things without truly thinking about it. Um, and as part of, you know, when I finally stopped to, um, take a look inward, I realized that, um, you know, I wanted to do things excellent, uh, with excellence. So, you know, part of my, my personal brand is being able to positively affect everything, every situation that I'm a part of. Um, you know, that's, that's really, and it's very broad, but it's, um, you know, it, it holds me accountable to everything that I, that I uh, involve myself with. Um, and what happens when you are accountable, then you develop a trust, whether it's, um, you know, personally or through your career, um, and trust is such an important thing um, in building a community or building supporters. So I truly believe in that, um, you know, just the positive impact that I have on everything that I do um, and being able to choose what I can and can't do because, you know, part of that is understanding or recognizing what you might not be able to positive, uh, positively affect. Right. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm also thinking about, um, you know, and I, I thought we wouldn't bring this up, but I'm going to because I, Melissa and I had such a, a fantastic chat a while ago and we really got talking and you brought that up about the why. And um, we talked about Simon Sinek and, and um, I was saying to her before the show that we probably shouldn't talk about this because we could disappear for several hours because we're so excited about it and about the idea of finding the why. Um, and we, we we're talking about it in terms of brand. But um, we will also talk about it in terms of personal branding. But, you know, what, what is the process for finding your, like, how did you know, how did you go from the what to the why in your own journey? Yeah, it was, it was that, um, it, it's, you know, it, it takes a lot of reflection and that's what it is. Um, and that's really when you develop your personal brand, it's about understanding your story. Um, so stopping to figure out, you know, what important parts of the journey to today um, have shaped who I am and molded who I am, um, and why? Why do I find those important? Why um, do my beliefs support that moving forward? So, you know, just as important as celebrating your successes, um, often um, and actually, you know, if you were to look at this with a business lens, um, often people who are successful don't stop to think about what they've done to make themselves successful, um, which you know can be the demise of many strong brands. Um, you know, they they don't uncover some of the things that. Um, might be threats moving forward um, or don't recognize some of the things that are really important to, um, you know, through reflection. So, um, you know, that process, that process of really looking inward and, and understanding what these, these pieces of my past have um, impact on my future and who I am, that was the most important part. And that's really what you do to build your brand story. Um, so right. a personal brand is, is those things that you do um, that people can recognize, but for you, building your brand story is all about that, you know, that, um, that look, um, that introversion. You want to look inside to see uh, how your past has, has gotten you to where you are. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And so, you know, and it's really interesting because it's, and we're going to talk a little bit about what a personal brand is in a bit and why we should have one, but the idea around, um, uh, reflecting on ourselves and, and finding that deeper why and the, the things that motivate us, the things that, um, you know, not just actually the things that motivate us, but also the things that, that, um, 
frighten us, um, as well as the things that really get us excited. And so um, I know one of the things that, that you enjoy doing is working with others who are trying to break into marketing. And I'm wondering, do you want to tell us a little bit about your work with Seneca College? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, that That is very important to me as um, part of, you know, who I am and what I want to give back is um, and also surrounding myself with people who are smarter than me. Um, so it's a little bit of a selfish act. I know that you know, working with um, some of the students at Seneca College, and I have for several years now um, with their um, with their communications program. Uh, I learn a lot from these students. First and foremost, um, you know, they're they're very bright, and being able to surround yourself with people who are in different situations um, and have different outlooks is very important to um, gaining perspective. So, selfishly, um, you know, I, I certainly enjoy that, um, and. You know, also, I, I love to be able to speak to young students who, um, you know, to give them an outlook on, uh, a positive outlook on their future, because sometimes it does become very frustrating, and I think um, when you can tell them, you know, why you're doing what you're doing, or, or help them find out why they're doing what they're doing, it's much easier for them to find happiness um, in their process, because school isn't always <laughs> the most rewarding um, time for students, so I really enjoy sure. working with them not just for learning, but certainly helping them understand the importance of what they're doing and how it's going to affect um, their futures. Right. That makes sense. And I, and I know, like, for me, I always love working with young people or people at the start of a career because they're just, it's so exciting. It's so, yeah. um, it's such a, they're so enthusiastic. And, and sometimes when we've been in the workplace or in our line of work for, for a little bit longer, I think it's easy to forget about that. And so one of the things that's interesting for me in, in working with people who are starting out is it, it almost connects you to your why. Uh-huh. And it gets Absolutely. you back to that place of why did I do this again? <laughs> why am I? Why do I get up this early to go to client meetings? All those sorts of things, right? <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I also think that it's a great reflection for us um, in terms of, uh, like you said, giving back into who we are in the world. And it, and you know, um, there's a lot of talk about mentoring, and there's a lot of talk about um, sponsoring people and moving them up in the workplace. But I think you're right. There's something about working with students who are in the midst of their studies, that you're able to, like you say, make a positive effect in their lives and say, hey, it's worth it. Keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, for me, um, like I said, when you, when you stop to understand exactly what you want to get out of every situation, um, and we'll talk more about that, you know, you, you're able to see um, the immediate impact on these students. Um, you know, you, their eyes light up. They do get excited about the future. It's not so daunting to know that they're going to, going to be one of thousands of resumes when they graduate. Um, yeah. So that's really rewarding, I think, for, for everyone involved. It is, absolutely. And and again, it, it, it keeps us going because it's the enthusiasm and excitement, but it also keeps them moving in, in a direction that um, that they're, they're enthusiastic about, but also they have so much to bring. And I always love it when, when people come up and come up with new ideas and challenging ideas. And that's why I love the whole marketing side. So, um, but listen, we're about to head into a commercial break. Um, so we are going to, so we've had a great discussion and that's gone very fast. I think I'm um, talking to <laughs> Melissa about, um, who Melissa is and her personal brand. And, and we're going to, in the next section, we're going to talk about what a personal brand actually is and why 
you need one. So I'm Leanne Picot, and you're listening to Story Powered on the Voice America Business Channel. If you want to find out more about me and story coaching, you can visit my website at www.verygoodstories.com. So stay tuned um, and find out what a personal brand is and why you need to get one. Talk to you soon. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at verygoodstories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hello, welcome back to Story Powered with me, your host, Leanne Pico, and my guest, Melissa Gallagher from Twist Marketing. Now, before the break, we were talking about Melissa's experience in marketing and branding, um, and we talked a little bit about personal branding, and, and I'm hoping you're all kind of sitting there thinking, okay, I, I, you've said it a few times, but what the heck is it? So um, we're going to talk to Melissa now. Um, Melissa, what is a personal brand? Well, you know, a personal brand actually is very similar um, to the story of a product or services brand. Uh, so, you know, when you think of some of the, the largest brands out there, the most successful ones are built on a foundation of truth. Um, so when it comes to personal branding, similar to any successful uh, corporate brand, authenticity above all else. Um, and it takes an introspection, as we were chatting about before the break. Um, you know, a personal brand must be an authentic description of how you got to where you are today. Um, like I said, uh, the truth is, is really what's most important as you build your, your personal brand. Um, looking at your successes and your failures and being honest with yourself about um, what you took away from that is most important. Um, so your personal brand is going to describe your inspiration to achieve what you have. Um, personal brand should be aspirational, as well, inspirational as well as aspirational. Um, you know, it, it, it's a positive reflection of, of who you are and what you've taken from your past experiences. Um, so your personal brand should provide clarity to others about, you know, who you are and what you stand for, 
um, as well as what sets you apart from others. So similar to a corporate brand, you know, why you? Um, you know, why should people be drawn to you? Why should people support you um, and what you're about? So that's, you know, that's, that's what a personal brand is, and it's, it's so important, um, you know, for personal happiness, I would say, is, is, is the number one importance um, when it comes to personal branding. Um, pride and confidence is what it will achieve, certainly, um, but most importantly um, is the happiness side of it. Um, you know, when you so take how do you, and, sorry, Melissa, how does it bring you happiness, do you think? Well, what, what I would say is it brings you happiness because, because you're accountable. So when you can hold yourself accountable, um, you know, for example, um, one of the expectations that I hold myself accountable for is to have that positive impact with everything I do. Now, I'm very happy with myself and, and proud when I can say that about every interaction. And, you know, if I deal with a situation in a certain way and I can walk away and feel that I positively impacted it, then I'm happy. And that makes me proud. And that is that, that self-reflection. Um, you know, it's so difficult nowadays when people are, um, you know, posting um, on, uh, you know, on yes. social media um, what, you know, I would call a desirable lifestyle, not necessarily a realistic lifestyle. Um, you know, it's very easy to become unhappy with your own life, you know, waiting for those likes or, um, you know, what have you, those positive comments. I mean, that can be the cause of great depression for people. That's absolutely true. Yeah, that's and just to say on that that you know it's so funny because you know that's a really great point where um, you know the reality is is that a lot of the folks who are spending lots of time posting on Facebook and always good stuff, um, you know, sometimes that's not what their real life looks like. So it kind of hits to your point of that it must be true. Um, and and also, I mean, the other side of it is we also know a lot of folks who who kind of air all of their areas of discontent as well. So so it's really interesting, the idea of, of social media and kind of how you're showing your personal brand, but also um, is it your personal brand when you're on per- social media um, or, or is it your story or is it almost moving into the kind of old school branding where we create a story about ourselves that we wish were true and we're trying to convince <laughs> others? I would, you know, I would, um, that's a great point. I would say that it's, it's all three things. And those who, um, you know, those who take time to reflect on what their brand story is, um, they will authentically communicate their personal brand through social media. Right. Um, I think that, you know, developing that personal brand story is what will lead to those, um, those posts or what you put out there um, on social media. Uh, now, the branding side of it, I, I believe, are for those who, don't have that authentic brand story or, or not necessarily understand um, the clarity of, of what they're doing and why they're doing it. Um, and, you know, as I said, I think it's most important to build trust. If you want to build a community of people who support you, which is very important to our growth and development, um, even just as human beings, um, you have to build that trust. And those who don't have an authentic brand, um, whether it be online or in person, um, you're not going to build those communities of trust. Um, and I think that that's what really leads to, um, you know, much unhappiness. Uh, I mean, potentially even depression when you when you put yourself out there in a in an unauthentic way. Um, it can it can really have negative effects on you. It can, and you always worry about get found getting found out. I guess. So um, yeah. now the other the other part, I just it, it this really makes sense to me because I was in the nonprofit sector for a very long time. I was a not an executive director, and when I would go into a new organization, and I um, run a number of them, as I mentioned in my story, um, 
often there'd be a mission statement or I would need to craft a new mission statement. And I always felt more comfortable when I had a clear and aspirational and inspirational mission statement to work from because that would enable me then to utilize that statement every time or that that mission every time that I um, applied for funding or, you know, was offered money or when I was trying to restructure organizations. I, there was kind of something that was guiding me. And I, I did. I felt happier with that. And and in the organizations that don't have that clarity, you can you can sense the unrest and that people aren't on the same page and aren't moving in the same direction. And so I'm wondering, is a personal brand different from a mission statement or is it a similar thing? I would say that, you know, through your personal brand story, as you look back, um, you'll come up with that mission statement, which is I, absolutely, I, I would say that that would be your personal brand. Um, right. It might not be so formal, but I, yeah, absolutely when it comes to business and if you're comparing, you know, personal to business, that would absolutely be um, the, the brand story or the right. personal and, brand of the company. Okay. And it, and it is, and I think I've, I, I went on a leadership training course and I, and I remember them getting us to write our own mission statement. So sometimes even as leaders, you have your own perspective. So you may have the organizational one, but there's also something about who you are within yeah, the workplace, I mean, which would be your personal brand, right? Yeah. And if you, if you go back to, um, you know, our, our, one of our favorite speakers, Simon Sinek, you think about your brand story and that's your why, why mm-hmm. you do what you do. Um, and then the how you do what you do, that, that might be your mission statement, right? So a little bit deeper than just that, those few sentences um, would be your brand story. And then your mission statement would be an output of, um, you know, looking inwards to find that brand story. Right. And, okay. then, and then the what would be your brand and what you actually put out there. So whether it be, um, you know, part of your personal brand is to give back through the not-for-profit sector um, or if it's, you know, who you want to, um, people to perceive you as through social media. That would be your what. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And I guess that's the thing. And, you know, in terms of the why um, a personal brand is important, you've just been talking about happiness. And as I shared in my story at the beginning in the story of the week, um, one of the things that made me very unhappy at that period um, of my life was that I didn't have a, a personal brand story. I didn't have a story of myself. I was just kind of moving from place to place trying to to figure it all out. And and I think that that's the piece is that without a guiding um, something that guides us, it can cause unhappiness. And, and you know, again, I call it kind of my inner compass. But um, I love the idea of the brand story keeping us accountable. Um, so it, it keeps us accountable, creates happiness. Why else is a, is a personal brand important, do you think? Um, you know, a little bit deeper than the happiness, I think, when I was listening to your story, it reminded me, I mean, I'm sure that most professionals go through um, exactly what you went through. So it's a yeah. very, very common story, and, and I myself have been in a very similar situation. And right. part of um, part of holding yourself accountable, part of um, having that brand story and understanding what your objectives are, are understanding what you need to get out of every scenario. So, you know, not every day you're going to wake up and things are going to go exactly as you expected or have planned. But, um, you know, what I've... What I've found very helpful is to understand exactly what I'm going to get out of the negative situations, not only the good situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so understanding, yeah, you know, I think it, it really helps you not get so um, frustrated or down when you know that, um, you know, you're, you're pushing through a tough situation because 
you know, at the end, you will have learned X or, um, you know, you're fighting for a specific cause. I think that that really helps um, keep your head above the water and, and you know, um, keep a positive outlook on it, even in those negative situations. So I think that's really important to it as well. I think that's a, a really great point. It's the big picture, right? It's keeping us on track with our big picture. So even if we have a crappy day or even a crappy, you know, a terrible um, thing happen to us, if we have that bigger picture for ourselves about what our life is about and what we're about, that can actually help us navigate through. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess it guides our decisions. And I was thinking in terms of because it's whether you're in business or um, are an employee, and this is the new thing for a, a lot of employees, which I really love. And I actually worked with somebody a few months ago in developing her personal brand story because she was looking to make a change. And, um, you know, what I love about this, uh, the concept of the personal brand is that you are not where you work. And although we can all get very, very excited about where we work and being part of it and, and, you know, jump into the mission and work hard and absolutely be excited, having a personal brand in terms of our employment life seems to be a, a really important thing these days because we don't stay at the same companies for 20 years. No, exactly. And, and that's, you know, and that's changed over time. I think if you were to look, you know, back even over the past hundred years, that certainly has changed about, um, you know, people moving and they're no longer you know, someone who just works for, um, you know, I grew up in Burlington, so it's simple to say Stelco or DeFasco uh, for the past 25 years. That's, that was a very common story, and now it's more about um, the individual. Um, and right. I think that, you know, social media has certainly allowed us to all become individuals because it's very simple for us to um, put out our likes, our dislikes, our thoughts, our, you know, everything, um, unfortunately sometimes. But um, it's allowed us to be individuals, so it is so important to 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 refine that, um, you know, in order to um, have that positive impact, I think, um, versus just being considered one of, you know, a, a thousand workers um, at the mine or over at the mill. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think, too, like I've seen people on LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn is a really, because um, we're talking about Facebook, it, it's it's a little bit different with Facebook, I think. And again, obviously, um, if you're have a personal brand you want to live it everywhere but it's in terms of employment stuff it's LinkedIn is a really fascinating place in terms of how people convey their ideas and sometimes I've seen some kind of Facebook type responses sneaking in over to LinkedIn and I think oh I wouldn't do that here (laughs) so it's it's funny but at the same time if that person if their way of doing business is to make you know negative comments then isn't it better that we see it so it's a really yeah. interesting idea with social media. It kind of exposes us in a way that we've never been exposed before. Absolutely. And I think um, that, that's, a, that's a great example. And I, I do that same sort of, oh, when you see those comments um, that maybe aren't appropriate for LinkedIn. And I, and I think that is a reflection of people not truly understanding or holding themselves accountable, um, you know, to what what the bigger picture is or, you know, how they want to be perceived or how they should be perceived, especially in a place of business. I think it's so important for me, um, you know, because I have taken that time to think about how I want to be perceived um, across any platform, whether it's in person, online, it doesn't matter whether it's in business or in, you know, in personal life. Um, you know, for me, I would be very cognizant of, of where, what I'm posting and where at all times, no matter what, um, yeah. no matter what the platform is. So I think that that, and that's, again, that's when it comes down to the accountability. Um, I think that people use social media as well um, because they don't think they have to be accountable because you can throw something out there 
um, you know, you can throw something out there and you're not having to say it to someone's face, uh, which right. is a dangerous yes. thing as well. Um, but when you're holding yourself accountable, then you're, you're much less likely to do that. I would, That's I would very think. true. That's very true. Now, um, one of the things I'm wondering, so we've talked about, you know, authenticity, truth, happiness, guidance, big picture, all of these great words. But I imagine there's maybe some people out there who are still saying, okay, come on, like really a personal brand, like, mm-hmm. because it's, it's kind of like, why are we so worried about how we look? What would you say to that? Yeah, I would, you know, I would say that um, branding is not necessarily and and um, uh, Leanne, you know this from working with me, branding is not necessarily your logo. If you're thinking about, um, you know, for example, if you're thinking about uh, corporate branding, branding yeah. doesn't mean your logo. It doesn't necessarily mean how you look. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean all of those um, superficial things. Absolutely not. But, um, you know, if we were to think about my statement about having a positive impact, um, in everything I do, you know, that comes right down to, for example, I'm a vegetarian. Um, why am I a vegetarian? It's not for that um, super, superficial reason that some people might assume. It's because in po- having a positive impact, I know that I want to be around for a long time. I know that I educate myself and understand um, the negative impact of putting, um, you know, some GMOs or whatever it might be, the different hormones that come into um, a lot of the proteins, I've decided not to do that. So it comes down to even as granular as that, um, and that's not something that's necessarily the way you look or, um, you know, not something that you would broadcast out through social media, but it's something that you consciously do in your day-to-day life to make sure that you have a positive impact, whether it be on the environment or your own uh, personal health. That, that makes sense because, you know, and that's what I always, when I work with my clients around their story, is that we're not creating a story for you to go around and tell people. We're creating a story that you live. And, exactly. you, yes, you'll have a great story to tell, too, because that's what I help them do. But it's based on, on how they live. And I think that's the one of the, like you say, it's one of the biggest misconceptions around brand. And, and potentially, again, I mean, brand's got um, a long history. Of, of how it's been used. But I think the other thing and what you've just talked about in, you know, it's about creating that community around you. And it's, it's really the, maybe the biggest differential is that we assume that the brand is to attract everybody. And so we want everybody to like us through our brand. But in fact, what you're saying is that you make choices and decisions about who you are and you live it and you live up to it, and you attract people who are interested in you. So it may not be, and this is for business people as well as um, people looking to meet new, new meet others, it may not be that everybody likes the choices you make or likes your brand, but you will be attracting the people that you most want to kind of hang around with or serve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and that if makes you're sense. not authentic, then you will uh, attract people who are um, that have a, a different expectation of you. Um, than, right. actual, than you actually are. So, um, you know, that'll be a short-lived relationship, whether it's in business <laughs> or in life. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. That's so true. That's Again, it's kind of, you know, the temptation is to, yeah, maybe I'll just add this because it sounds a little better. Or maybe I'll just say this because, you know, that might make this person like me more. And it doesn't work. Like I said in my survey, it just doesn't work. People don't like you more. They actually dislike you more because they don't trust you anymore because you're not being okay. who who you purport to be. Absolutely. So, and in fact, you don't even know who you are because you don't know what your brand story is or who, what your story is. Exactly. So um, that's, that's, that's a really great point. Um, so we're about to head into a commercial break. 
And um, I'm having such a great conversation. I can't wait to come back. And I hope the listeners, you guys will, can't wait to come back too. Because I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to Melissa. So we've talked about the why and the what of personal branding. And um, we're going to move into the how. So you're going to be able to have a chance to, Melissa's going to take us through the steps to creating your own personal brand. And you'll be able to take that away today. So if you want to know more about Melissa Gallagher from Twist Marketing, um, you can contact her at mgallagher at twistmarketing.com. And Twist Marketing actually offers branding, online marketing, destination marketing, and market research services. They're an excellent company. Highly recommend them. And you can find out more about Twist at www.twistmarketing.com. We'll be back in just a sec. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. If you are in sales, do you repeatedly face the same challenges over and over? Slumping sales, job security worries, trying to get your brand off the ground. It's time to come over to a new way of thinking. It's time for Stand Up, Stand Out, or Stand Down with Malcolm Evans, the Sales Accent Guy. You'll hear what works today to keep you at the top of your sales game and increase your business directly from some of the most respected voices of the sales world. Tune in Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at verygoodstories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hello, welcome back. I'm Leanne Pico, and this is Story Powered, and I'm talking with Melissa Gallagher from Twist Marketing. Now, before the break, we were talking about what a personal brand is and why we need one. And I think that, uh, wow, what a great conversation. I think we just solved the world in about 16 minutes. So yeah. we talked about truth, authenticity. We talked about um, having your big picture. We talked about knowing what your story is and living it and being accountable to it. And, um, you know, I really think that if everybody did those things, the world would be a much better place. So um, I've loved that discussion, and, and, and um, I hope you have too. So now you're probably hanging on the edge of your seats thinking, well, how do I get me one of those? So, Melissa, can you tell us how do we go about creating a, a personal brand? Absolutely. Um, you know, it wasn't necessarily easy for me. I'm going to give you a few steps, but... Uh, you know, I would say that it took me a year to truly uh, reflect um, and take into consideration um, everything that had brought me to where I was. So it's it's not necessarily an easy an easy task, but you know, for people who are more aware um, than I was, it could be. So um, you know, how do you how do you share that personal brand? How do you create it? 
Um, number one, you need to describe the path that you took to get to where you are today. Um, by writing that down, and that's very helpful because by writing that down, you're going to find some keywords that probably continue to reappear. Um, you know, like, like I've said many times, accountability. Um, that's something for me that's very important. Hardworking, very important. So as you describe that path, you're going to start seeing a theme, um, and it'll help you really look at the bigger picture, as we've also said a few times. Um, so describing that path is very important, and that's the first step in really, um, in really building that brand or creating that brand story. Can now, I ask you a question about that, Melissa? Sorry, before we move on to the next step. I'm just wondering, for people, some people like to write, and so probably could write that, but I'm wondering, would a timeline work or a picture story? Like, are there different ways of people being able to, to do that, to bring out those themes? Uh, absolutely. Um, and you know what? Actually, for me, I'm, that, that's, that's very helpful. A timeline, um, speaking with my friends and family, because I think for some of us, we have different... Um, memories of, you know, childhood and um, how certain things uh, perhaps played out. Um, So speaking to your family and seeing how people have perceived you, that's, you know, that's a very, very, very important part of of developing your brand story is understanding the current perception of you, Um, what the people closest to you, what the people that you care most about, um, what they think uh, your brand story is or what they perceive you to be um, professionally or personally um, I think that's a very important part uh, because sometimes there are perceptions that you need to change. And actually, you know, I remember one of the, the best things that one of my um, teachers told me in college was it's your responsibility um, to, manage, to, to manage the expectations of yourself. So communicating to someone, if someone misunderstands what you're saying, that's not their fault. It is your uh, responsibility <laughs> to provide clarity to them um, oh, I hear and hold that yourself one. accountable to that. Uh, yeah. You know, and it, it, that's really that's really helped me, and I think it's very important. Um, you know, as you're as you're building that brand story and um, and 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 trying to understand your current state. You know, maybe the current state of your personal brand. If you haven't been clear, if you haven't been accountable, if you haven't been all the things that you uh, want to be or know you can be, um, then that that's a very important part to get kind of the leap um, into where you want to be um, and to but, kind of yeah. evolve that personal brand. That's great. And, I, and you know, one of the other things that I'm thinking about in terms of getting people's perceptions of you is, um, you know, women, uh, and, you know, we're finding this a lot in leadership, we, we often defer our achievements and, and the things that we've done well, we defer it to our teams, or we defer it to other people, we're very kind of giving that way, and sometimes give away too much. So, and I love the idea for women, um, for those of you who are listening out there, please go and ask your family and friends what they think of you, what their perceptions are of your, your strengths. Because um, I think that you'll get it, you know, we tend to downplay our own you know, powers and, um, and, and getting those perceptions helps us get a little bit more balanced in, in how we approach that description. Absolutely. And those are the people who, um, you know, for me, you know, your family and friends are the people who are most important to you. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's important to understand exactly what they think of, of you. um, Just on one little note there, though, it does not make it true. And I nope, always talk about nope. that around story. Not, I mean, nothing is really true. Uh, it's all perception. But, but the beauty of it is you pick and choose from yeah, it. Um, that's just it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And What's that, step that two? That's an important part because as we talk about, oh, you know, um, as we talk about uh, your happiness, um, always relying on other people's perceptions of you or 
uh, what they might say about you can certainly cause unhappiness. So, you know, again, and that comes back to understanding what you want to get out of that task. If you're asking people to tell you their opinions, you have to understand that, um, you know, it might not all be good um, and recognize yeah. what you need to take out of that exercise. And what you might so want to work on and what, what you might not. Absolutely. Oh, that's such a great yeah. point. Thanks for bringing that up because um, it's it's so, so important to our self-esteem that we... We, we make a choice about how we're moving forward, but also that we get to do that little dive into, you know, because often the worry about what people think of us is, is worse than, than what they actually do. So, oh, um, yeah. so what do you think in moving to the next step? What, what's, what's our, so we've gotten our story together. We've either written it out or we've created a timeline or created a nice big picture wall, whatever it is, we've gathered our perceptions from people around us. We've yeah. identified some themes. What's our next step? Next, um, you need to identify your inspirations. Um, so what has inspired you um, to get to where you are today? So uh, your career is, is, might be the easiest um, because you might think that, you know, growing up, uh, if your mother or father was a doctor and, you know, maybe you always wanted to follow in their shoes, perhaps that was your inspiration. But I think it's very important to look to the very positive um, and inspiring uh, influences on our lives um, and document them. Um, appreciate them, understand why they uh, inspired us, understand what we got from it, um, and keep those in mind as you, you know, build this story. Right. Why is inspiration important right now? Inspiration is important because it's, it's the positive impact. So as, as much as, um, you know, we all learn from our mistakes, and I think, I hope, um, as you go through this process, you start to look at the, the mistakes that you may have made or some of the, the um, drawbacks that you may have had, and it's typically easy to see. Um, it's typically easy to see the negatives and, and what brought you, you know, down that path. But when it comes to inspiration, it's so important to feed off the positive um, influences on your life in order to continue to build on them. So, what really inspired you? What made you um, motivated? Um, what got you to the next step? Whether it be in your career, your relationship, or what have you? I think the positive influences are very important. Yeah, and I think that you're right. And inspiration for me, and like you said, it's the next step or the next level. It's kind of that higher level stuff, um, you know, because I can feel inspired by a chocolate chip cookie, but it's not going to help me with my New Year's resolution <laughs> whatsoever. Um, so it's kind of that bigger kind of higher level stuff that, um, that again, what we were talking about earlier, which carries you through the challenging times. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, what, it, that's what it has been for me, certainly. Um, and when I think of, you know, my own personal brand story, and I talked a lot about my, my parents were hardworking, and, um, you know, I, I always look to my mom as my inspiration. Um, you know, she was so hardworking. Um, and, and as you kind of peel that away, it's why did that inspire me? Why did I look up to her so much, um, you know, versus other influences? And as you peel that away, I, I think that it helps um, guide you through, and it certainly has um, guided me to where I am in my career today um, in understanding why certain things are important to me. Um, it certainly helped. Right. Nice. And so, so we've got step one, which is our, it's a description. It's not the story yet. So just, I want like everybody be clear because your story is how you can craft your story. It's just the description of the facts is, is not your story. So we've got a description of life events, description of, of themes. And then step two is identifying the things that inspire you. So what are the bigger level things that kind of have um, energized you or kept you going or, or made you want to get out of bed in the morning when you really didn't want to. So what's step three? So step three, um, 
and and this perhaps could be the most important, I would say, um, are your values. Uh, your values are your beliefs. Um, so what are the things that are most important to you that you believe um, that you, uh, you know, believe to be almost your, your governance? You know, what are the things that you, you value or believe um, that help you become a better person or have helped you become a better person? Um, you know, what does that look like for you? Um, and how do you um, either appreciate, recognize, or um, act on those things in your day-to-day life. I think that those are things that you also need to consider, um, if not most importantly, when you're, when you're developing your brand story. Uh, what is your, your belief? What are your values? Okay, can you give us an example of a couple of values that, um, might be, that you might be including? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for me, uh, my values personally would be, you know, number one, family comes first. Um, so how that's rolled out in my you know, personal brand um, is that not only do I want to do everything with excellence, but I want to, you know, looking at my family and how that relates to my family as one of my um, core values of who I am. Um, I want to make sure that they're appreciated. I want to make sure that I don't, you know, um, I don't approach my family in the way that it's so easy to, which is to kind of dump on them um, when you're most comfortable to dump your uh, frustrations or your stress. Um, I always hold myself accountable to to them uh, first and foremost because they're so important to me and because I've identified that as a core value for me. Very good. Very good. Okay, so now we have a description, we have inspirations, we have values. How do we put all three together? We've got about three minutes left, so how do we put all three together? (laughs) I know it's gone fast. Um, so, you know, so that is, and, and it does take a little bit, I think, of, of writing or pen to paper, or maybe a discussion with someone um, who's objective um, but cares for you to kind of talk through all of those things. Um, and I think that it's that, that self-actualization, once you put all of those, that's going to write your brand story. Um, and whether you actually write it down or whether you just think about how that looks um, in your day-to-day life, because truly you're your day-to-day life is your brand story. It might not be the words that you write down or you commonly say or the photos that you post. It's truly the way that you interact with everyone, um, whether in person or online, uh, every day, whether in business or um, in your personal life. So it's those interactions and what did those look like. That is your true brand story. But creating a statement around that that you can kind of put up on your vision board or on your um, wall so you can look at your mirror every morning, those that kind of helps to keep you in check, right? It certainly does. And sometimes, you know, for me, um, I personally haven't written a mission statement, um, but I look to those who um, are inspirational to me. I mean, sometimes it's a quote that you can identify right. with. Um, yeah, you know, the, that makes the personal sense. Brand. And that, and, and that really helps, absolutely, um, keeping those in check and constantly reminding you yourself of those inspirational um, sayings uh, certainly helps on a day-to-day basis. Perfect. Well, I'm, unfortunately, we've come to the end of our show already, Melissa. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I've learned so much about personal branding. I'm sure our listeners have too. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So thanks again to Melissa for joining us today on Story Powered. If you want to know more about personal branding or branding and marketing services for your business, contact Melissa at mgallagher at twistmarketing.com. You can also find out more about Twist at www.twistmarketing.com. So if you want to activate your own storytelling superpower and you live somewhere near Toronto, 
I will be holding a storytelling masterclass in partnership with Lure Communications on March 12th. You can check that out and book tickets at www.verygoodstories.com or email me at leanne at verygoodstories.com. Next week, we're talking to Mike Michalowicz, who is the author of The Toilet Paper Entrepreneur, The Pumpkin Plan, and Profit First. And we're talking to him about our money stories and how to create a new, more profitable story for ourselves, um, both in business and within our personal lives. So I'm very much looking forward to that. I've read both of um, a couple of Mike's books and his story is amazing. So I can't wait to, to talk to Mike next week and I'm, I'm sure you want to join us for that. So Story Powered is on every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. I want to thank you so much for joining me this week. I'm Leanne Picot and this is Story Powered. We'll see you next week with more story. Thank you for joining us this week for Story Powered. Leanne Pico invites you to tune in for another engaging program next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help take your story and your business to the next level.